welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Ali Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we have two amazing women on the line. We have Whitney Casey and Brooklyn Decker, who obviously everyone knows. Who, like, you need no intro. <laughs> um, and the song of this podcast is your co-star Jane Fonda because I'm obsessed with her uh, of your podcast of your show sorry <laughs> Friday, <laughs> Friday Friday I have Friday. to <laughs> uh, creators of the Finery app hi ladies yes hi thank you for that nice oh, intro you guys we really appreciate it Thank you. We're so excited to have you ladies on. You guys are such an inspiration to us. And I know we've been trying to make this happen. So thank you so much for making this happen. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here. You're welcome. So we wanted to, of course, just hear like all about you ladies. And then, of course, we have some questions for you. And and how you decided to, because, you know, we have this podcast together and it is a business and how you decided to go into business with each other and how and how that works and how you make it work. Because I think that's so, I think that's so important. It is so important. It's, um, you know, we started out as friends and I think that's really important because I think when you are friends with someone, you have a rapport with one another, you can be incredibly open and honest, at times brutal, without losing any of that respect. Mm -hmm. And so, as Whitney always says, our relationship is rooted in respect. And so we can be honest and we know that it's a safe space. And I think that's really important when you're going into business together. Um, Whitney and I both have really interesting backgrounds. I'm sort of like film and television. Her background is media. She used to work at CNN. Um, and so we bring a completely different skill set to this company. And I think, you know, when you are looking for a co-founder or a business partner, I think to find someone who complements your strengths is so important. And at the end of the day, someone who has their eye on the prize like you do, you know, because you guys want the same thing for the company and you, or the same thing for your podcast or a blog or a shop or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, the bottom line has to be the same for both. And so that's kind of what our entire partnership is, is rooted in. Plus we just really love each other. Um, so it, it's Aww, nice to have someone to fall on. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice. It's a really, it's a really organic fun partnership. No, I, loved, I love you said that because I think it's so true. It's like you, you know, as women, of course, we're all supposed to lift each other up and we're all supposed to empower each other. But when you have like a really good friend who you can like go into business with and you can work with, I think that's such a good point because like with Amanda and I, like the podcast kind of happened organically, like long story short. And Amanda really wanted to do one and she came to me. I was trying me. to find the right partner. I'd wanted to do a podcast for a very long time and I really didn't want to do a solo. And I just sort of kept thinking. And then when I met Allie, cause we've only been friends for like two and a half years, but Even we are like forever. It feels like forever. <laughs> Ever. Um, you know, it's true. It's when you find the right person, it's it's magic. It is. It's so true. I know. I always I know, say I always this say, is Whitney. Whitney. I, I always say, I always um, say it's um, so great when your work friend is your friend friend. Oh, cute. Oh, that's <laughs> I, that's like the quote of, of the episode. Yeah. So how it. did you two decide to create an app together? Because neither one of you were in the tech space. This is true. <laughs> we've we've constantly wanted to work together, and we always had terrible ideas. Um, and when we came up with this one. We both knew, oh, this is the idea. Um, so it, I always think that 
you have to find the person first and then you have to come up with the idea because if you are going to work with someone, you both have to believe in the idea so much. It has to be like an obsession. It can't be just a passion um, because startups are so hard and trying and time consuming. And if it isn't, um, if it's just kind of a passion um, and what's really funny, we'll tell you a separate story about um, our fundraise and the word passion. So, so I, I absolutely abhor the word passion. Um, it, I'm like, this is an obsession and sometimes too much. Um, and my whole family or friends and even Brooke will be like, wit, you need a breather. You need to like walk around. You need to like have contact with other humans yeah. <laughs> rather than all of the people that you work with every day for hours and hours on end. Um, and that's why Brooke's so great too, because she's sort of, she can take a step back. Um, as you know, she's like crushing it on Grace and Frankie as Mallory, which I love calling her because it's so opposite from who she is. Like Mallory gets dressed, <laughs> she puts makeup on, she does her hair, she gets all... Hey like, now, hey now. <laughs> <laughs> and Brooke, like, will not. She just loves, she's all natural. <laughs> and so it's never really funny. They're, yeah, their characters are so different. And That's so she so knows awesome. she's a good actress then. Like, she is an amazing <laughs> actor because she can play a character so opposite of herself. Neurotic? Mm-hmm. No, that is not Brooke. Like, completely no, perfectionist? True. No, that is not Brooke. She is like. <laughs> the person who can step outside and be like whoa 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 that's too much or hey you need to like chill out she's more chill and that's why she was saying like with the yin and yang it's so great because I'm super intense and um obsessed and all of that so we really do balance each other out in such a great way that's so cool and obviously you know um she must be a good actress because like you're one of her close friends and you and and you're like being super honest about yeah. it so like I feel like that's like a, like we know she's a good actress but like to hear it from you it's like oh no she really is a good actress <laughs> oh no she's, she's Thanks, amazing I will tell you when I first saw her acting I was like this is insane how good she is because like <laughs> it was a while back and I remember being like this woman has not been doing this her whole life. She's had many, many different careers, you know? And so, like, to take on this, she became, like, a student of it. And so what Brooke does is when she doesn't know about how to do something, she her obsession is learning how to do it. Like, she will read and study, and she knows more about things when you tell her you don't know about that thing than any human being ever possibly could. Like, she's like a walking Google when she doesn't know about the thing, when she's like, oh, I don't know what that is. All of a sudden, like 24 hours later, she'll be like, well, actually, X, Y, and Z. And you're like, holy shit. Oh, sorry. I feel like I should have because now it's awkward and you guys can just keep on going. <laughs> no. no, it's so fun. So we like it to be fun. And no, we like it. We like it to be light. No one wants look like this is not CNN. Like, there you um, go. <laughs> thank God. God. I know this would, not, this, this would be the worst CNN broadcast ever. So how did you come up with the idea for for this app? Because I know in my head I've come up with like a thousand ideas for apps. Some of which people actually produce, and I'm like, I should have done that. But what sort of turned an idea into a plan, into an actual, you know, into like, an actual yeah. app? Like, how did you actionize this thought? Yeah. So, okay, a couple things. Just 
not before doing statistics, but something that we found to be incredibly startling was that women will spend more money on our clothing than their education. And when you think about, like, all these out there, there's an app to help me manage my kids' feeding schedule. There's an app to help me control my thermostat from the fall. There's an app to help me order a car. There's an app for food. There's an app for music, for banking, for travel, for everything. And there's nothing out there to help you manage your wardrobe. And it's like, okay, if that's what we're spending the most money on in our life, and if it's the second most valuable room in a household behind the garage, why is there nothing out there to help us organize our shit? And it's, I mean, I think in large part because it took women to produce it. You know, it took women to really understand that pain point to say, okay, this is the problem. I'm spending too much time, too much money on stuff I already have, and it's not organized. There's no way to management manage it. There's no way to see what I have from afar. We need to find the fix. And that was really like sort of the motivator behind getting binary off the ground. It's like it seemed like such a it's, it's that light bulb moment you, when you, you have when you see, wait, this, why doesn't this exist? This is exactly what I want in my life. And so that was really kind of what he put off for Whitney and I. Um, we just we saw a huge void and, and saw a lot of other systems out there that were created to help us manage, you know, the everyday intricacies of our life, none of which actually applied to our stuff. <laughs> it's no it's true I never know what is in my closet I have the worst closet space and I just and like then you have things in drawers which it's just like a mystery of whatever is in there like it's I find so things you try to like get organization systems and uh, I feel like it actually like disorganizes you more because like even me as a stylist I'm like so guilty like I was just working at my office downstairs this morning and I ordered like these really cute like little baskets to like put like on a you know little like you'll never dresser. find anything in yeah and basket. I fold it and I'm like okay I'm put watches in here I'm fold these clothes in there and already I'm like wait where which had what and what like it's I, I never know this is I was gonna say you should use finery for I know. your for your entire kit that Absolutely. would actually make way more sense, way more than sense. What you're, you should see her garage where everything is it's a nightmare <laughs> no offense <laughs> think about for like clients right like if you have a client who's like hey I need to be styled for this event or a friend who's like hey I have a job interview next week Think about if you could actually get into their closet but not have to go to their house. You could do it from your phone and say, hey, wear this, and you give them a look. Like, think about how many, as a stylist, like, how many more clients you could take on, how much more efficient you could be, how much more money you would make because you could style more clients. Like, there are so many, and it's, it's not a tool for stylists necessarily, but but it can be. And that's what's so great about totally. it. Like, it's something for individual use, but for you, think about how much more efficient you could be at your job with something like this. Um, and that's oh, like, absolutely. That's the whole point. Yeah. And the problem is, is like, yeah, when you don't have definitely something, you go definitely and I'm out for my clients. Yeah, no, exactly. Like yeah. And I was telling Amanda, too, I was like, it's so true. Like, it's not just for someone like me who's a stylist, but, like, even me personally, like, I find, like, such a passion and, like, such an interest in that because there is so much that it can help you with. And it's, like, so, like, the everyday person all the way up to the fashion can all benefit from this. Exactly. We agree. <laughs> so how did you create this into a plan? Like, were you just like, we should do this app? Did you find investors? Did you did you sit there and, like, kind of draw it out yourself? Because if I were creating an app, I'd be like, this page would do this, and that page would do that. Yeah, you totally How would. did you? Yeah, I, I completely would. <laughs> so how did you sort of, just not knowing how to do this, just create it? It's so funny when... Um, I, I originally started, like, I just drew, like, a couple of, I just ran into this. I was I was looking through my notebooks and kind of, like, organizing my closet, and I was like, oh, this is the notebook with, like, the OG finery 
um, oh. like thought, oh. thought train. And then I took that and I made a deck because I was like, if I'm going to like, if Brooke and I are going to discuss this, we need to like take it from friendship to like business. So I made a deck with, and, and was like, I have to see if Brooke likes this idea because I think this is the idea. And she's super critical in an amazing way. And like we said, you have to be respectful and you have to respect someone else. And you know that they're so smart that they're going to tell you, they're not going to placate you. They're not going to say anything like, Oh, well, you know, that's a good idea, but she'll say, I don't like it or I like it. Or I think this is what we should try. Or maybe there's something, but that's just not there. And you know, like if she came to me, I would be the same. Um, we both, we both are pretty honest with each other. And so when I did it, I was like, Oh, I really wanted to be perfected by that time. So when I went to her, we sat and we had, um, lunch, and I like popped open my laptop. She was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I have this idea and I want to share it. And then we just started riffing. Like we were like, oh, wait, but then what about this and this? And then it was like, we were like all into the logo. And, by the, and it was like a three hour lunch that ended up being like three bottles of wine. And we were like, we were thinking, this is the best idea in the world. And then we were That's texting so each cool. other for like hours after, like, she, Brooke was taking pictures of shampoo bottles, like saying, hey, what do you think about this color for the logo? <laughs> True story. That's awesome. That's, that sounds amazing. And, and especially the added, like, three bottles of wine. Yeah. Were you just, like, slurring at the end? Like, we'll make like, ah, yeah, exactly. so have another. That sounds fabulous. I'll have another. <laughs> just, like, trying to do that. <laughs> so did then you then when you wake up the next day and it's still a good idea, you're like, okay, we're like, serious. Okay. Right. Ooh, there you go. Exactly. So then did you find the right people and then sit like, I can't imagine like sitting there in a room and be like, I drew out this idea and you're going to make it into an app. Here's the chat. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Like Whitney <laughs> had wireframe sketched out and we had a head of product. Um, he started out a few years ago. Whitney was on his board. So they were friends. Um, really bright guy and basically she's like here I drew drew out the splash page I drew out this this is what I want the user flow to look like and it was all done in notebooks um, and then we we do not code and we are the first people to admit our weaknesses in that we are the only with our three employees in our company who do not code everyone else is in data and dev um, and so we hired people who could and in the early stages of a company that's you know it sounds really intimidating to hire people um, but Whitney, as a CEO, so beautifully believes that every employee should have a stake. And uh, and so every employee got equity early on um, so that they, had, you know, like they, they were invested quite literally. And, and if the company did well, they did well. And so that's like a really good way just for entrepreneurs who are starting out or women who are starting out who are like, I don't really have money to pay employees necessarily, but like, find somebody who maybe wants a side hustle and give them equity in the company, you know, give them a little part of it so that it'll be eventually, you know, worth their time. Um, and so that's how we started out. And, and then, yes, we did raise, we finished a raise in December of last year. Wow. That's amazing. Did you have trouble having, like, I think it's hard when you, especially like for us, because the both of us, we have this podcast and we have our own individual things that we do. Did you have trouble with having people take you seriously for this? Because it's question. not, it's not in your realm and people do judge. They're not good people, but they do. <laughs> um, I, and we, yes. I mean, it's 
seems crazy that you could be sort of wildly successful in other um, other markets, and and then when you try to do something new, even though success is really actually a discipline, it's not really about um, where you are. It's a discipline, um, and so it it just seems it seems so weird to me when we would be talking to investors sometimes, and not all investors, and of course the ones that chose to invest in us are amazing and they are really supportive of women and just entrepreneurial ideas in general. But they would say things like, oh, well, you are such a successful this and you are such a successful that. Why Is this a hobby? And, and we were just sort of like, you know what, a successful dude who had the same sort of like decided to go left when everybody was going right would not be asked, is this a hobby? They would just be asked, if, they would just be told, this is your second career. This is your second like chapter. And so I just, we both of us thought that was really peculiar and we're just, we're just out there proving them wrong. So that's always exciting. I love that. That's awesome. It's so important. And one thing that I find with everyone that we've had on the podcast, because I, I can't think of one person we've had on who just does one thing. And I think the world has changed in the way that like you're just where we're all wearing a million hats and oh, we're all putting completely. them obviously on the accessories part of finery, but we, <laughs> we all are. And I think that it's, you know, it's hard. How do you, how do you balance everything you do with, with this? Because I know we, all we talk about when we see each other is work-life balance always or lack thereof. There you go. And Brooke is a mother of two, a, a wife, and then um, her full-time giant gig as being an actor and in movies, not just in... Um, oh, I know. Um, he's hashtag crazy. goals. And she's, yeah, she's <laughs> a tech entrepreneur. So that... I Seriously. Do I do nothing but, but work one one job. <laughs> Still, that's a lot you of work. No, I was <laughs> I was telling Amanda, I was like, seriously, Brooklyn, I was saying like, I just had my baby two and a half months ago and I'm like, I only have, thank you. And I'm like, I only have one. And I'm like, how do you get out of the house before the afternoon? Like, I don't know how anybody does it. <laughs> it is hard. Like, and, and it's funny, the work-life balance thing I don't know that there's like a, a magic trick to it. And I think like, I, I feel like it's probably a lifelong, I don't know if you struggle, but like, it's definitely a lifelong balance. And I don't know that like any person ever feels as though they fully figured it out. I mean, I'm in Los Angeles now and we, my family lives in Austin and we, I, you know, Andy, my husband and the kids flew back to Austin a few days ago because they had to get their vaccines. And like, I'm here in LA working and it's like, okay, the kids have to get their shots and I have to work. So they're gone and it's miserable. I have a six month old baby and I don't want to be away from her, you know, and like production goes over and you're behind. And like, it just, it's, there's life is constantly throwing curveballs at you. But I think what's so kind of exciting is that, yes, women are wearing several different hats. And like you guys were saying, people who come on the show, they're all doing a million different things. And in our life, it's very similar. Like so many women are, are balancing so many different things. And, and it's not that it like necessarily takes you seeing it to believe that you can do it, but it certainly helps. It certainly helps right. when you see your friends out there doing a ton of different things. Like, okay, I can do it. One step at a time, I can do it. And like, I do feel like, you know, at some, you know, some phases of your life, you know, you're, you don't want this to happen, but your family might suffer and you might need to put more concentrate, more, concentrate more energy there, or your work might suffer. And I feel like it's about finding that balance and also finding a work environment that really nurtures a personal life. And what's so cool about finding is that it's run by women. And so 
you know, Whitney had a, an anniversary uh, a weekend a few months ago. It was like, she's like, guys, I have to go. I have to go today. I have to go my husband. And because we're all women and we totally understand that we all have personal lives. We're like, we get it. Go do your thing. And if there's a kid's birthday or a kid is sick or someone has to go do something, like, there's just a respect for people's life, I think, that exists in our company that makes it so much easier to balance everything. It certainly doesn't make it seamless, but it just helps you feel like you're not letting your team down. And that's, I think that's what's so exciting about just female entrepreneurship in general. Like there's an empathy that I don't think has really existed in a big way before. No, and I, I, and I appreciate you saying that. And I agree with that because like perfect example again is working with Amanda and like not her just being a friend, but also a business partner at the podcast. And when I was super pregnant, like I got to a point where I tapped out, I was like, Amanda, I have podcasted as much as I can. I like literally feel like, you know, 500 pounds. I'm jumping in the bath every two seconds. I can't walk anymore. Oh my God, this is the funniest story. (laughs) We had a business meeting and she was taking a bath. I literally was. Cause I couldn't like, like, we have to do this meeting, but like, I have to be in the tub and like mama can't do. She's like eight and a half months pregnant. And I'm like, we have to talk. And she's like, I have to get in the bath. I'm like, it's fine. We're basically family. (laughs) I love that. But it's so true. And you like, just have to like figure out a way, a way to do it. And it's just, ugh, I just find it's an, I don't even have kids. It is so not easy. Like I'm just married and do a bunch of things. And I just wonder how everyone, how everyone does it because it's, it just gets crazier. Like things yep. never get easier. No, now I understand like what we discussed this, like when you're a kid and your parents are like, just stay a kid, just stay a kid. And you're like, no, oh, no, 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 I mean, I don't, no, no. Now it's like, oh no, I'd like to be a kid, please. <laughs> like, no responsibility. Oh my God. It's crazy. You know, one thing I'm really curious to know for both of you, and I've sort of been asking people this, and I might've stolen this idea from Lauren Everts of the Skinny Confidential. I, for any, I definitely, <laughs> but no, it's a really good, what are your morning routines? Go ahead, Whitney. Oh, okay. Um, morning routine <laughs> is when I'm being, okay, when I'm being like really good would be I would go to Soul Cycle, then I would get straight to work. I only, I basically walk in like a seven block radius. Um, I live in Soho and so we work in Soho and then I work out in Soho and I go in Soho, I pretty much never go above 14th Street if I can't help myself. So, um, basically, I then get to work, and then like Mondays, we have these team meetings where we I just meet with all the dev team, and then we have a thing. It's in the tech industry. It's called a stand up, and that's where really typically everybody stands up and and talks about what they're working on for like fast as they can um, because you're all standing up but what we do is we sit down and we have each individual contributor stand up and talk just one because we work with a lot of young people who are just learning how to sort of speak in public and I think it's so great for them to stand up in front of their peers and be able to sort of like learn the confidence that they need to um, kind of be a public speaker and then we go through that and then I usually have a call with either Brooke or Jamie who um, is our head of marketing and work for Stitch Fix and then I mean then it's like 3.30 and so um, and then it's just head down laptop up and emails and that's until about like 7.30 or 8 and then dinner and more work and then maybe some Handmaid's Tale and then sleep that's it there you go. It sounds we good have to, to me. That's the latest one, by the way, Whitney. 
we, we can do that offline. We're going to discuss the latest Handmaid's Tale later. Oh, good. Oh, so good. We can probably, um, you know, after we finish our questions, we would love to hear a yes, little recap from you guys on Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Perfect. And, and, and you, Brooklyn, what's your routine? Your morning um, routine? My morning routine, I mean, it's so, right now, it's so controlled by my little six-month-old because she's feeding all the time and she's waking up at night. So I'm usually up around, like, in the 5 o'clock hour in the morning just to feed her. Yes, I'm on that. Um, and then it's coffee. Um, and I'm actually, because I'm shooting on the West Coast right now, I'm three hours behind the New York team, so she's diving right in and catching up on emails. And it's funny, like, I never was, I never really liked, I was never really, like, a morning person per se, um, but I find that it's such a nice time before, like, my toddler's awake to just, like, have a coffee, my baby's jumping in a swing, and just to get stuff done, and that's really how I start my day, and Whitney actually, this is kind of, like, a good tip that's really been a game changer for me, I think it was two years ago, it was, like, right before we were gearing up for our final launch, she said to me, she saw my inbox, and there were, like, 13,000 emails, and there were, like, chain emails from my grandma, and my order confirmation from five years ago for something I ordered. And she goes, you need to mark all of these as red. She's like, you don't have to delete them. Just mark every single email in your inbox as red. And your inbox will go to zero. She goes, and then every day, complete that inbox. And so that's exactly what I've done. So ever since then, I think it was exactly two years ago, I have kept my inbox at zero. So I wake up in the morning and I get that number down. And it's just like, it makes communication and work and just like managing the details of my life so much easier. So I feel like that's like a good handle morning routine that I can pass along. It's like set that inbox to zero before you go to bed, respond to every email that you can, and then wake up in the morning and you have like a really tangible to-do list in that inbox. Because I feel like we can get so overwhelmed by who we have to respond to and what we have to do and all the things we have to finish. And so to be able to like have that completion at the end of every night and then to wake up knowing exactly what your workload is, it just kind of like helps you set your day off on the right foot. No, it's so true. And I appreciate you saying that. And I'm looking at my phone. I have 20,000 emails. And, and, well, I, only 20, and, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I should probably do that because like, God knows, like I stare at that number every day and go, oh my God, what the frick? Like, and Amanda has 271 <laughs> calls. I, exactly. Yeah. I just, I'm not, I don't talk to anyone. Uh, <laughs> what are your favorite now, what is your favorite part of the app? Like, what do you find to be the most useful features? Well, My I favorite really is... Love, like, oh, go ahead. You go ahead, B. No, 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 no. I love the newest part of the app because sometimes in New York, we see so many different ways to dress and there's so many decisions you have to make during the day. And now as CEO and... Um, just, there's just become so many decisions that I'm making during the day that there's a, a real thing called decision fatigue. And um, although like people like Obama and Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs handled it by wearing somewhat of a uniform, I find that to be like not a good idea because I have so many clothes and I love expressing myself through what I wear, but making the decision of what to wear and how to wear it, it is just, it's just exhausting. So, so true. part of the app is just added it's everything that's in my wardrobe. And if it's a dress or pants or shirt, it shows me 10 ways to wear it. So I can, wow, if I'm feeling like I want to wear it with boots or I want to wear it with sneakers. I can kind of like just choose. And then I like basically save, I bookmark those just like you do like on Instagram 
And then you can, like, when you decide what outfit you're going to wear, you can just go back and look at that. So it's so helpful because I don't, basically, we have all these influencers who are, like, the Skinny Confidential Lauren and Danielle Bernstein. They're, they're making decisions on what to wear every day, and they're posting it, and they're doing such a good job. So why, um, why do I need to think? Instead, I'm just going to look at them. And, in fact, one time I wore the exact outfit that Danielle had on You or What, and then I sent her a text like, hey, look, I'm wearing exactly your info. Thank you. And she was, like, dying laughing. She, was, she started storing it. She was like, you know, Whitney, you're copying me exactly. I'm like, yeah, that's because I don't have to make a decision. And I'm like, you're good at it, and I'm not at this point. So it's so great. That's so that's my favorite feature. And then that's my a- favorite feature is the return notifications because so I, I do all the shopping for my family. I shop for my husband. I shop for my kids, myself, obviously. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone into my closet and forgot that I had a pair of jeans that I tried on that would fit me, and they are sitting there with tags on them, and I didn't return them, so I've just eaten the 80 bucks that they cost or the 100 bucks that they cost or whatever it was. It's incredibly frustrating to do that. And again, like you guys are saying, we're wearing so many hats. And like the last thing we can remember is when to return something and online retailers make it pretty confusing. You know, they'll say you have one week to notify if you're returning, but then you have three weeks to actually make the return or you have 30 days to make a return or you have a year, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's pretty misleading and, and intentionally confusing. And so what we do is when you buy things online, we send you a notification that says, okay, great, you bought these jeans and you have three days left to return them. Okay, today's your last day, you can return them. And so it just makes, it's like, it, again, to Whitney's point, like, it just takes away, it's not decision fatigue necessarily, but it, it, it sort of alleviates you of the mind share that those little things are occupying. Um, so yeah, I mean, that to me is, is one of my favorites just because it saves me time and then it's one less thing for me to remember. And then I don't have stuff hanging on one in my closet because that's the most frustrating thing. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, if you think of your brain as sort of like the cloud and data storage and like how much data you have to remember during the day and things like things that you could take off of your plate, like what is what you're supposed to wear tonight, what you're supposed to the first seven minutes of your day deciding what to wear, remembering when you have to return things, also trying to remember when something you're you've been buying is gonna go on sale. Those are all things we're like, okay, let's take off Let's take those off your plate as women so we can focus on the things that we also do really well and better, um, friendships, entrepreneurship, business, um, our finances, our family, and not have to worry about that big, giant closet that, like, sits there or the small closet that sits there. And no matter what you have, big or small, we only wear 20% of it. Like Brooke said at the beginning, is, like, we've got to do a better job at that, and management should be the job of finery, not your job. I love that. That's amazing. It's really such a good life hack and to just not, to just not think about it. And especially like we spend so much money on new clothes, but like I have so much stuff that's like old, it's good. Some of it is so old. It's literally come back in style, but you know, (laughs) if you buy a Diane von Furstenberg dress, you're not going to toss it because it's last season. Exactly. Um, Just, and I would say like, does it help do people give you feedback that it helps them like stick to a budget and work with what they have as opposed to want more of what they don't have? 
Yes, actually, I have to read you guys a message we got from one of our users yesterday. I'm going to find it. It's on my Instagram. Um, I was talking about how one of our users is doing this thing called the Binary Challenge, where instead of buying anything, which is very tempting because of all the summer sales, she's going into her Binary account. She's seeing all the clothes that she forgot that she had because they're just collecting dust in a drawer somewhere, and she's utilizing that stuff. And so I did a post about her, and someone com- commented, oh, my gosh, this is exactly how I'm using the app. Every day I come into work, and people are like, quote, your outfit, your outfit is that new? And I'm like, no, I just forgot I owned it. The app has reminded me that I'm, the app has reminded me and I'm rediscovering things all the time and it's so much fun. Thank you again for creating this wonderful app and leading the way in sustainable fashion. And it made me so happy that I sent it to the entire team on Slack. So that's why I'm reading it to you because I just sent it to people. But that's why they're using it. They're using the stuff they have, finally. It also creates, and I'm like the first person to admit, I'm not always the biggest environmentalist, but I hate like (laughs) wasting things. And I hate throwing things out when you don't need to. Like, I'm always the girl that, like, goes to, like, the clothing swap. <laughs> Does that, I mean, like, there's so much. I once read, I don't have the statistic in front of me, but there's so much, like, textile waste. So I really think, like, this can help people with sustainability. Oh, my gosh, yes. That's kind of our main, you know, process when we sort of think about, like, well, what is the, what's really in it for, like, the bigger picture. And we kind of say like, well, there's 25 billion pounds of clothes that are thrown out every year in the U S alone. And that's not thrown out like donated. Only 4 billion pounds are donated. 25 billion pounds are, are, are just thrown out and waste. And so, you know, and that's like half a trillion dollars worth of clothes hanging in your closet. And that's just money that you could be spending on your education or, or your first a mortgage or something that's exciting Literally. and that's going to have longevity. And so yeah. Brooke and I are always like, let's get you wearing the clothes you have. And I know it's exciting to buy new things and there's like that endorphin rush. But what's interesting is like Brooke started to make outfits out of the clothes that she had had kind of like our user, and she started getting, like, that same – she knows an endorphin rush from shopping like nobody else. So she basically started getting yep, this endorphin rush from basically putting her clothes in outfits that she could wear. And then it was, like, one night, I think she created, like, 150 outfits in one night. And was wow. She was, like, high as a kite, essentially, on endorphin. <laughs> that's the most – I'm just, like, I'm wow. Yeah. Like, that's – I, that's the most amazing thing. 150 outfits. I can't even think of 150 outfits and I have 9,000 things in my closet. Yeah. It was like a postpartum haze. I was hormonal. I was like craving. I needed to do something. I was like sleepless and I stayed up and I couldn't buy anything because my body was like, not pregnant and you know how it is. Like you're like a ball of jello. And so... I didn't want to buy anything to accommodate everyone. I just went to my closet and was like, I'm going to make my stuff work for me. Like, once and for all, all this stuff that just me in this closet, I'm going to make it work for me. And I stayed up and I ended up and I went on like a little rampage and just did all these books. And because productivity gives you a similar high, that shopping that just, by the way, the science that shopping high, you actually get that same feeling you do when you're buying because you're saving money. So, look, we're not telling you not to buy. Like, most people Let's be honest. Whitney and I love to shop. But if you're going to do it, do it smarter. Buy things on sale. Don't buy things that you own 10 pair of already, you know? And, and ultimately, we'd like you to wear what you have. 
and and also that was just because Brooke too, Hank, the first her first kid had already labeled everything possible with a label maker that was like <laughs> even her spices I think were labeled at that point. She they were, really they had were. no other outlet. <laughs> oh yeah, my, my god! Hilarious. That's so funny. So what is next for the app? Where do you see it going? Go ahead, Whit. Oh, okay. Um, I hope you guys can get rid of, you can get rid of that latency. Can you? Because it's so awkward. I'm sorry. It's a, no, no, it's not. It's definitely, it's, it's really not. That was, this is like the least awkward of like recording we've done. Trust me. Okay. Okay. Um, Uh, Well, we're really excited about what we just launched, and that's the thing I was telling you about, the styling. Um, And we think that that's sort of the way that uh, will really help make the app more productive for women so that people who don't make outfits on their own, like Brooke, in a crazy postpartum way, um, which I also, by the way, she has 150. I have 280. So (laughs) basically we're both the same when it comes to that. Um, we're really hoping that we can shave off some serious time off of, off of a woman's day. Um, and if we're to say like what that big goal is, it's like if, if it's 10 years of our lives that we spend getting dressed and shopping, we, we, our goal is like to really shave off at least two years of that. If we can two years off of a woman's life would be amazing. That does sound amazing. I would like to spend two years doing anything else. (laughs) Exactly. No, it's so true. And I mean, like, especially like besides for me, even now as a new mom and like feeling like I never like have time for anything, like even also, like you said, like with my clients, like, I love the fact that I can encourage them and be like, yes, of course, you know, we can shop for you and everything, but like, let's go through like your outfits and actually see what you have and I'll help you create outfits before you actually go out and like continue to spend and like save your money. I love that. I hope that's what you do. That would be awesome. And I feel like your clients would love it too. Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to check it out and try it for them because I think it'd be great. I'm actually, I can't wait to use this. I actually just ordered an armoire from Wayfair. Well, they gifted it to me and it's coming next week and I have to reorganize my closet and I'm going to go insane with finery the second I get that because I just have to redo everything. I know it's going to make life so much easier to be able to see my things and not have, I'm also originally from New York, but I've been in LA for nine years and like, I can't get rid of like a Max Marrow winter coat I wear four days a year. Yeah. And so it's just, you, you know, you know how it is if you have different wardrobes, especially you, Brooklyn, like you're in different places. I'm sure what you wear in Austin is different than what you wear in LA. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it just helps to have everything right in front of you. I have a little tip for you actually. And also for the people that you style is if they don't like most of our girls, like shop a lot online. So then the closet is automatically uploaded. So I think that's oftentimes missed about um, our product is that you don't have to upload your own clothes. You don't have to take a picture of everything. If you shop online, everything in seconds and sometimes minutes, depending on how many emails you have, it gets immediately put into your closet. And then the other tool that we built to make it really easy, because like not everybody shops all online, you go in store sometimes. And so we built this little browser extension, kind of like a Pinterest button. 
And it works really great on desktop. Um, it works okay in the app right now. We're working on that. But on desktop, you literally just Google anything, like black Zara, or like you said, Maxmara um, coat, black, and maybe you bought it in the store, you would just type that into Google. And then once you see the image, you just push the little F and it adds it to your wardrobe. Wow. That's that's incredible. And I love that you said too, like not, you don't have to worry about taking a picture of everything because honestly, there's been so many apps that have tried to do what you guys are doing and have failed. And the reason half of them have failed is because, and I know because I've tried them is because you don't have time to take a picture of every single thing in your closet or your stylist doesn't have time to go in your closet and take a picture of everything. Like it's so beyond tedious. So it's amazing that you guys have kept that in mind and keep adding and just keep having everything thing be right there right when you have the things right in front of you like you said no one can actually sit there and go okay I have all this stuff in my closet not even me being the fashion expert that I am and it's like amazing that you have this now like literally in front of you and like at your fingertips at all times thank you we are really excited about it and 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 yeah I mean that's we hope everyone has the same reaction I'm really happy to say that because we agree but we're very biased (laughs) no I think it's genius and I mean honestly I was telling Amanda when we were so excited to have you on like I said to her I'm like I have tried so many apps for myself and for so many clients celebrities everyday people people I'm doing personal shopping for like all kinds of clients and I've never been able to find something that I feel like works and I feel like this is like the the answer to my fashion prayers (laughs) no and it's also it's so funny because one of our like original like users who really helped us like craft the app is just one of both Brooklyn and I is like a, have a style icon in her Christine Centenero is like the ultimate stylist like she does Vogue and she's just so fashionable like you you Google her and you're just like I want to be her so she right. started using our app early on because she used to draw outfits like sketch them out for when she had fashion week and she does oh, wow. in every big you know paris milan everywhere yeah and so mm-hmm. now she literally just goes on finery and makes each of one of her outfits and then um basically knows exactly what like then she packs that way so each outfit she goes into her closet and then packs and that's it and then she's like monday tuesday wednesday thursday here are my outfits and that, like, n- not only can she use it for shoots and, and her, her clients, but she uses it mostly for when she goes on trips herself. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, like, I mean, she is. Like, she's hashtag goals, and I obviously know who she is and have Googled and, like, amazed mm-hmm. by all her fashion. And I, I love that. And I think that's so cool because it's so true. Like, so many of us who have that fashion eye and do work in this business, we do, we draw and we try to take so many pictures and we go on Pinterest and we're here and we're there and we're trying to get all this information and keep it all together. And it's like, Oh my God, excuse my mouth. It's such a shit show. And you're like, Oh my God, why, why is it like this right now? And so it's just so smart that you guys have like not only made it functional, but also literally fashionable and have made it fun for people to get back into their clothing and into their wardrobe. Life is difficult oh, enough. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, you guys. That's so nice to hear. Well, I know you guys have to go soon, but I just have one more quick question for both of you. Other than Finery, what are some of your favorite apps? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I love Rent the Runway. Um, it's founded by a female, 
And it's ingenious because it also saves the planet. Um, it saves you money because you don't have to dry clean things. And I do the subscription service where you can get, it's up for $139, you get four things. It's like an unlimited closet. And so uh, Jen Hyman, who's the founder, always says, like, I want you to have 50% of your closet rented and the other 50 you own. So we love that because we'll be like, yes rent this dress to go with these shoes you have. It's very easy to make an outfit so you know what to rent. You can add it to anything from rent the runway to your wish list and then see what goes with the stuff that you already have. Because when you rent things from there, you definitely have to see if it goes with with anything you own. Because sometimes, I mean, they don't rent shoes. So you kind of have to, like, be good at envisioning your closet if you don't have finery. So we, I love, I love rent the runway and everything. And there absolutely is one of my goals. It does not crash ever. It's so not buggy. It's got such easy interface and UX. I mean, it's like a rock star. And then I would say, I totally agree by the way with Whitney. Um, actually, a friend of ours just launched an app about a month or two ago called Inlu. And it's basically, I don't want to say it's a gifting app, but it, it is. What you do is it's kind of like taking a Venmo where you need to pay each other. You just send someone cash. Well, think of it like that for charity. So if you, for example, Whitney, Special Olympics is a, an organization that's really near and dear to my heart. And so as a gift, Whitney, I got an email from Whitney that was like, hey, your friend Whitney just made a donation to Special Olympics on your behalf. So in lieu of gifts, it's a way to send donations to organizations oh, on behalf of your friends. Cool. So, like, it's such a, it's such a great app because it's good, right? Like, you're, you're a good human by using it because you're making a donation. But also, like, when you're in a crunch and you, you know, like, gift giving, you want to make it special. You don't know what to give. You don't want it to be generic. You want it to be sentimental. It's just such an easy way. Like, on the way to someone's birthday party, you can send them in lieu. And it's essentially just a donation on their behalf. And so that's just really good because it's like a female founder. Obviously, really, it's all, everything goes to good causes, obviously. And it's just like a quick, easy way to, to gift give. That's so cool. Especially if, like, I don't know about YouTube, but, like, I have so much stuff. There is nothing other than, like, some goal items. Like, I would like, you know, a Birkin bag, which no one is going to buy me but me. <laughs> I don't really right. want anything. Like, I feel like I'm I'm good. I would so much rather have that than, like, you know, things that just end up sitting in my drawer. Mm-hmm. So true. Yeah. So, wait, what would totally your favorite charity be? Because what on the app, you could also add to your list of charities. Like I know Brooke loves and gives a lot of time to Special Olympics. Um, and then her husband has the Andy Roddick Foundation and she also works really closely with that, which helps like a bunch of, it's like, it's, and so there's, everybody always has their one and you can add that to the app. So then if I were to even look for Brooklyn, her list of, of charities would come That's down. Or just like, it's not even charities, it's even things you care about, like dogs. If you care about dogs, like you can give, it'll have like, you can search for dogs and it'll show you all dog charities and wherever that friend that you want to give her money is. Anyway, we both love it. We're like upset. No, that's awesome. I was going to say a similar app that I use called coin up and a similar idea, but, um, basically like you can type in anything like animals or, you know, um, 
babies or, you know, cancers or anything that's, you know, important to you or something you've been affected by. And it'll pull up all different causes and different companies and different people and foundations who are doing, you know, things for it. And then every time like you can decide when you spend money, essentially, like your like change. A, yes. Your change so if you buy goes, something for $4 and 95 cents, five cents goes to the charity. Exactly. Right. So your change oh, awesome. goes to the charity and it's called coin up. It's really cool. I love that. That's a great idea because you're not going to miss that five cents. And like over time, that really adds up. Right. Exactly. In lieu lieu was created by a woman. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Well, I believe Coin Up was as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Nice. I love, we all love apps that do good. They're yeah. so, they're so important. And sometimes it's about doing good for others. And with Finery, it's about doing good for yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Thank you two so much for joining us. We yes, really, this was so much fun. we know you both are insanely busy and we really, really appreciate your time. Yeah, we do. And before we let you go, is there anything else that you guys, you know, want to share with us like individually or, you know, about both of you or anything to um, tell our listeners or anything to, to be- encourage them to use the app? Yeah, exactly. Sign up. Period. <laughs> It's free. It's free. We should have said that. It's totally, totally free for now. We might eventually charge for a subscription, but it's free for now. So while it's free, please sign up. And give there us feedback. Go. We are, we're iterating daily. So we would love feedback. If we do something wrong, we're new. And all you need to do is tell us. And we love, I mean, we, that our, our users talk a lot about, they, they'll tell us, hey, guys, we want this, or this didn't work for us, or X, Y, and Z. And so we love that feedback, and we're on it, like, every day. Oh, I love it. Well, don't you worry. I mean, I'll have positive feedback, but mm-hmm. I'll definitely be on there, like, wet on rice, and I'll have lots of things to say. <laughs> hey, thank you. We love that. <laughs> and as we always end the show, we always say... Be fabulous, but especially with binary. Exactly. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bottom vote, how to chain Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor.